Well, this is our 13th installment of Obey and Follow the Plan. And today we're talking about fellowship and the covenant. Fellowship and the covenant. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 89. We'll begin reading at verse 34. Again, that's Psalms 89. We'll begin reading at verse 34. And it reads, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the things that is gone out of my lips. Let me read it again. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the things that is gone out of my lips. In other words, God will God is true to his word. You never have to worry about him changing. He will always do his part. But there's a key there. Now we are, let me go back. God will always do his part. But then there's another aspect to this. If you look at Genesis chapter 15, Genesis chapter 15, the word of God says that the Lord appeared to Abraham in a vision and said, Abram, I'm your exceeding great reward. Well, Abraham replied back. He said, well, God, I understand that, but I'm still childless. What are you going to do about this? Because as of now, Eleazar, my servant, he's heir of everything that I have. Then God replied back to him and said, listen, you don't have to worry about those things. And I'm paraphrasing. He said, listen, your seed's going to come out of your body or will come from your body. Then the word of God says that Abram believed this and it was counted unto him as righteousness. He believed it. Then Abram asked him another question. He said, OK, God, now how how will I know that 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 I'm actually going to possess this land? Then God told Abram, he said, hey, go get me a. A, a three-year-old heifer, uh, a three-year-old uh, uh, goat, and a three-year-old ram. And then he said, give me a turtle dove and a pigeon. And, and Abram got those things, and Abram understood this was, this was signifying covenant. And so the word of God says that Abram split them in two with the exception of the birds. And the word of God says that God caused a deep sleep to come on Abram. And while he was in his deep sleep, the word of God says that God came down kind of in a form of this hot uh, uh, smoke, if you will, with this torch and passed through the sacrifices. Now, this is called a unilateral covenant. What is a unilateral covenant? A unilateral covenant covenant is agreement between two parties. Two, I'm sorry, agreement between two parties, where one party actually have the responsibility. Uh, so God, listen, he said, listen, Abram, you're not going to mess this up. I'm going to, I swear to you, I am going to take care of this. You will possess the land. Now, this is another, there's another aspect I want to get to the, get to in this fellowship. And we notice in Genesis chapter 15, the word of God says that God appeared unto Abram in a vision. And then the word of God says, Abram began to communicate back and forth with God. He was a friend of God. There was fellowship there. They had a conversation. There was a dialogue. It was not a monologue, but there was dialogue there. Let me tell you something. When you fellowship with God, it's much easier to believe in the covenant. Now, we understand that God's word is true and whatever he promised, he is faithful to perform. But let me share something with you. Sometimes in life, the enemy will remind you, well, how are you going to believe God for that? Because, you know, you did this, you did this. And you know, you had not talked to God in a long time. He will try to convince you or, or try to get you or take the covenant, if you will, the promise of God away from you. He'll try to convince you once again that there's no use for that. God's not going to do that for you. 
But let me share something with you. Now, you, and you really have to know what the word of God says and stand on that word. But let me say something with you. It's much easier when you are in good fellowship with Almighty God. When you're constantly talking with him, you're reminded of the covenant. And you know what? Oftentimes the covenant is not the fourth thing on your fourth thing on your mind because you're talking about God, talking to God every day about this. Okay, you wake up in the morning, okay, God, this is my plan, blah, 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 blah. Is there anything you, you would you like me to do? You may want to alter these plans. Now, is this okay that I do this? We begin to talk with God about your day and 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 ask God to come in on your plans for the day. Let me share something with you. When you fellowship with God like that, and because he'll talk back with you. He'll talk back to you, I should say. That's fellowship. It's much easier to believe in the covenant. Why? Because you're in constant fellowship with him. Let me give you an example of this. Uh, my children, we're in fellowship. Now, they're all under the age of 18. But when they ask me something, you know, they pretty much know I'll get it for them. But. I have some other family members with the same last name as I have. They are my blood. We are in relationship. We have a, re I have a relationship with them, but they're my relatives. But I don't think they have the same confidence that my children have as relates to getting anything from me. It's not to say that I wouldn't give it to them. I probably would if I could. But because they have not been in fellowship with me, they will be a little bit hesitant to ask. And if they did, if they would ask me, they wouldn't have the confidence needed uh, to to ask me. Well, I'll say it this way. They wouldn't be confident in asking me the thing, whatever it is, what it is they're asking me. Why? Because of the lack of fellowship. And the same thing with God. Listen, now, God, is he'll bless you. He'll do what he called you to do. But you know what? It's something about fellowship. It makes things a whole lot easier. You're confident. You're comfortable with God. Okay, God needs to work this out for me. And you know, and God will. I have this written down. The more you fellowship with, with uh, God, the more you will have confidence in his word, whether it's the rhema word or the promises in the rhema word or the promises that's in the, in the logos. It doesn't matter. If God tell you I'm going to do this specific thing for you, which is the rhema or the logos word that's found in his word, whatever it is, you have confidence in it. Why? Because you're in constant fellowship with him. You won't think it's uh, this monumental thing because you ask God. No, you're in this just like Abram. Okay, God, you know, you promised me uh, that you would give me a, 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 a child a chapter ago or two or three chapters ago, but uh, I still, I'm still childless. God, what's up with this? You can talk to God like that. Let's go on. Well, let me go to this point. Because there was fellowship, Abraham had fellowship with God. He was a friend of God. We know in chapter 18, uh, the Lord came down with two angels and visited with Abram. And, and uh, he actually uh, told uh, Abram that Sarah, again, was going to have a child. And, 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 and anyway, that's a different story. But at the end of his visit, I think it was interesting, the Lord told Abram, he said, you know what? You're going to be possessed. You're going to do all these great things. I need to tell you what's about to happen. I'm about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of their sin. Well, because Abram was a friend of God, Abram began to talk to God about it. Or, you know, Lord, you know, I mean, what about the righteous people? Long story short, you know, after Abram saw that it really wasn't that many uh, righteous people, but, but the whole point is this. Because of their fellowship, because of Abram's fellowship with him, fellowship with, with Abram, 
God was going to spare Lot. Why? Because Lot was righteous and Lot was connected to Abram. God was telling Abram exactly what he was going to do. Now, what's the whole point of me telling you this? Your loved ones, particularly your kids, those 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 inner house people or those people that they may be grown, but those people connected to you, the Lord will let you know what's going on with them. If you ask God, look, God, this is my child. I need you to let me know. Don't let anything. Don't let anything slip on me. Lord, let me know what, what what's going on with my child. And Lord will reveal it to you. I know there's some things that my children don't know that I know that they did. Or they experienced. But God already told me. And it's funny. Sometimes, you know, they'll let me know or their mom will let me know. But the whole point is this. I knew because God informed me of this. Because I have fellowship with God. And this is open to any believer that's willing to fellowship with God. God will let you know personal things that's going on with those who you love or those things that concern the, those you love. Now, let me give you an example of this. Jesse Duplantis give this testimony. He said, man, he was out in the world. He was doing his sinning, his doing his thing as a rock musician and not living the lifestyle that he should have lived. He was a sinner. And he'll tell you that. Well, he said one day, look, they decided to go to Mexico and they were in a bar and they were just living it up. And he said uh, in the middle of that now, you know, he said now in my performance, everyone knew me there as I think it was some some Jackson. I can't remember. I think it was something like Jesse Jackson. It may not, the first name may not have been Jesse, but it was last name I know was Jackson. That was his stage name. Anyway, he said he's in his bar in Mexico, and, and, and this guy says there's a phone call for Jesse Duplantis. And he said his friend was said, man, that's you. He's like, no one knows I'm here. Well, Jesse Duplantis said that he picked up the phone, and it was his mother. He said, I know you's in here. God, show me a little heathen. You better get out of here because God may burn this whole thing up. <laughs> And so he ran, he got off that phone, got his friend. He said, hey, man, we got to get out of here because God is going to burn this place up. And so they heard that we got back to the, not to the states. But the whole point is, think about this for a moment. How does she know where he was at? Furthermore, how does she even know the phone number? The Lord Jesus Christ had to reveal this to her. Now, why did he reveal this to her? Because that was her son. He knew that that was a concern of hers and something about God. Once again, because if you have fellowship with God, he'll reveal those things to you. He will reveal those things to you. Now, sometimes things can happen with those you love, your family members, those are close to you that you may not always know what's going on. But you know what? Because you have a covenant with almighty God, he'll still protect them. Now, I'm going to give you an example of this. Uh, a good pastor friend of mine uh, years ago, his child was was attending this elementary school and his and his son had a had a uh, like a paperclip and stuck the paperclip in the outlet in the socket. Now, you know, he should have fried. But instead of him frying, the Lord protected him instead of him frying the whole school shut down. They, the, another all the power, all the electricity was was out in the school. The whole thing shut down. Now, God spared that pastor friends of mine, his son's life. Why? Because that pastor had a covenant with God. Did he know, did the pastor know what was going on at the time? No, because sometimes you can be busy taking care of God's work and, and, and the Lord may not let you know. The whole point is this. God still protected his son. 
Listen, when you have a covenant with almighty God, listen, listen, there's nothing that will slip upon you if you believe God and pray to God about that. Once again, the word of God says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the things that's gone out of my lips. He will keep you. He will listen. He'll let you know what's going on. And the things that he does not know, guess what? They're already taken care of. Why? Because you have a covenant with, with God and you have fellowship with God. It's important to have fellowship with God. One of the things the enemy loves to do, he'll try to get you to focus on all the possible negative outcomes. Yeah, he'll, he loved to do that. He'll tell you, well, you know, what about this? You know, this can happen or, you know, this may happen. You know, the more you ponder on those things, you know what? You, you listen, he'll be sapping your faith. You got to remember, what did God say about this situation? I will live and not die. Salvation is for me and my family. With his stripes, I am healed. Or in Second Peter, we were, I'm sorry, uh, uh, First Peter 2 and 24, we were healed. These are the promises of God, just a few of many promises. Listen, God got you covered. God wants to bless you in all areas, but you must believe God's word. His covenant is simply his word. You must believe God's word. Be careful. The enemy will try to reason you out of anything. And Hosea 4 and 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Why? Because they reject the knowledge. See, when you know your covenant rights, you know who you are in Christ and your covenant rights. Guess what? It's hard for the enemy to 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 trick trip you up. And furthermore, when you're in constant fellowship with God. Let me say it this way. The more that you fellowship with God, that's the close you're going to get. The closer you get to God. Listen, that's the less the enemy one has access to your mind because you're you're in constant communication and contact with God. In fact, the scripture says that. He'll keep you in perfect peace. Those who keep their minds stayed on him. He'll keep them once again in perfect peace. Because you're in fellowship with the father. Now. There's a few things I want you to remember. The word of God says death and life or life and death is in the power of the tongue. So what's the point here? When your loved ones may be going through different things, you're praying for them. Don't say anything negative about them. Don't side with the enemy because when you side with the enemy and say, you know, you ain't going to never be none. You know, you're going to mess up, get out there and die. No, no. You're giving the enemy license to do this. You know, have you thought about this? It may be your prayer may be the only thing that's keeping the enemy from taking out your loved one. You know, I'm reminded years, years ago, I had a good friend who uh, his brother was a good guy, but he was not living the life perhaps that he should have been living long story short someone uh, murdered him and uh i'll never forget my daughter said this and she was about three or four years old she said and i know this is from god she said only reason why he died is because no one was praying for him that stuck with me the word of god says the prayers of the righteous avails much you once again your loved ones and those people that's real close to you there's a bond there there's a bond there. There is a bond there. Keep them lifted up prayer. Now, when you pray for them, you pray in faith. You're not praying in fear. You're not praying because 
you think something bad is going to happen to them or if you don't pray something bad will happen to them no 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 you don't put that burden on yourself you pray in faith knowing that god is going to take care of them why because you serve a good father he's a good father and he will protect those you love especially those once again that you're in covenant with or you have relationship with okay once again don't speak anything other than the covenant regarding those loved ones all right once again the end will try to destroy you and he loves doing this well let me say this the enemy only comes to steal kill and destroy oftentimes the enemy he will try to reason with you and give another example he'll start to say things like well you know that person was a good person and um you know they lived you know remember the good things that that happened with them you know you might just give this up look the big picture is they lived a good life he'll try to get you to give up on that person or give up on yourself no with long life he will satisfy me and show me his salvation when you have come with someone there's some things that you can do i'm reminded of a good friend of mine recently his daughter was sick and and thank god that they, they took them to the, the, the he took his daughter to the doctor and and it, it could have been a a fatal situation but god blessed through the, the works of that through the hands of the doctor uh uh got her back and she's doing very well but uh i think it was interesting he was telling me that his family was was saying you know we thank god that that, that she's here with us in the land of the living but in the process of, of all of these different things happening with his daughter uh the doctor took part of her thumb off and and you know he said you know uh i, I believe in god to, to grow that that thumb back and you know what i'm standing in agreement with him that it's already done now his family members was like well you know it's just a thumb that's not that's that's irrelevant you know thank god that she's here don't worry about that part of that thumb well he said no my friend said no 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 that's not the case because why do i have to have a part of it i can have it all with god god can grow god is going to grow that thumb back and you know what once again i'm standing in agreement with them but you know his family member, their mentality is like well just thank god she's here don't worry about that other stuff that's just how the enemy enemy will try to reason you out of the promises of God for your life. He will try to reason you out of the promises of God for your life. Now, I'm also reminded of this this preacher. He gave this testimony. He said that he was one years ago. He was running this revival and he made some bold statements such as God does not take your little babies. And uh, he said he was making these face these statements. And after church, this woman who's who just lost their little baby ran to him ready to fight. He said, man, this husband and wife came. But the the wife was had some fire behind her. And she once again was looked like she wanted to punch him. And she said, told him, I'm here to tell you that. Listen, God did take my baby. He said, now, listen, woman, I'm not saying the baby's not in heaven. But the whole point is, no, that was not God's perfect plan. Listen, what I'm about to say now, listen. Please hear me out on this, 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 what I'm about to tell you. He said, yes, your child is definitely with Jesus, but that's not God's plan for the child. With long life, he'll satisfy you. Listen. And so the woman's like, no, God. Anyway, they got, you know, she was very upset with him and her husband had to get her, get her back her off of him and said, come on, honey, let's go. Well, 
He said that about a year later, he returned to that place. This time, he said the couple, they were smiling, and they came to him and said, look, we apologize. We just didn't know. Remember the word guy says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He said, listen, uh, we realize and know that, you know what, the enemy got the best of us. We believe the, the evidence of the enemy or that the enemy was presenting to us, and we just accepted it. And a lot of times we get twisted on the verbiage. Yes, the baby is with God. Jesus definitely has the child, but it wasn't God or wasn't the Lord Jesus Christ that took the child. In other words, the Lord Jesus don't have to take this flower, needed a flower in this heavenly garland. So he wanted to pick this this special person from the earth to plant this person in his garden. No, 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 no. That sounds real good and it's really soothing to the soul, but it's simply not true. You know, I'd rather know the truth so I can fight the good fight of faith than someone to make me feel good in a time of loss. Think about it. So anyway, along with them apologizing to him, they said, you know what? We just got a, a baby. God bless with another son. And 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 so the baby was just maybe two or three months old. And but anyway, God blessed them to have another child. Well, years later, the father and that son was out in the woods hunting in the middle of nowhere. All of a sudden. That child fell, fell, just fell to the ground, non-responsive. And that father got on top of that son and said, listen, in the name of Jesus, you rise up. Listen, Satan, you take your hands off my child. You cheated me the first time, but you will not cheat me again. He said that the, 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 the child's eyes popped over and he came back. Listen, what's the whole point? They knew their covenant right. They knew that the enemy could not touch their child unless they agree with the symptoms or the circumstances of the enemy. You all listen to me. This goes contrary to what most people think or what most even good Christians believe. Now, God would have to be a respecter of person if he spared this child and then spare the other child. Let me share something with you. Remember this covenant? My covenant I will not break or alter things that come out of my lips. So the issue is not with God. The issue is with us and our ability to believe. Furthermore, our fellowship, because when we're in fellowship with God and we know the truth of his word and we're constantly feeding on the word of God, the Holy Spirit will make sure that he'll equip you with, with what you need to be able to fight the battle, whatever you're going to be up against. He'll give you a warning. He'll give you the word to make sure once again that you're ready to fight the battle. Now, once he gives you the word, it's up to you whether you're going to accept or believe that word or not. It's up to us whether we're going to believe. Remember the word of God talks in Mark and four, how Mark chapter four, how it says some uh, the seeds fell on stony ground or not stony ground, but the earth was hard. And so the seeds didn't even penetrate. The word I said, they didn't even understand the word. This is vitally important. You have a covenant, believe the word of God, but furthermore, after you receive the word of God and believe the word of God, have be in constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Be in constant fellowship. When you're in constant fellowship with him, it makes believing a whole lot easier. Think about what I'm saying. Now, your belief is based on what that word says. But it, once again, when you're in constant fellowship with God, even when the enemy attack, you'll, look, you'll, see, you'll see it through God's perspective. You have God's vision on it. And you know what? That attack won't even be seen that big. Why? Because 
you have a covenant with Almighty God and you're fellowshipping with the Father. Once again, your fellowship and your covenant. When you have when you know your covenant and your constant fellowship with God, listen, God can take you to great heights and it doesn't matter what enemy or what type of attack that comes against you, you'll be able to stand. And you know what? You won't listen, not only will you be able to be able to stand, but you're gonna come out on top and you're gonna come out shining. Why? Because you have you know your covenant with God and you're in constant fellowship with Almighty God. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.